Thanks again to our sponsor, Manitou Fund, for helping out to make field work possible. Hey everyone, we're back with another spin on the Fieldwork Podcast. I'm Zach Johnson, and as we like to say here, Fieldwork is a show that is by farmers for farmers. We talk a lot on this show about the pressures on farmers to grow food more sustainably in ways that benefit water quality. So a lot of the practices that we talk about, like conservation tillage, cover crops, things like bioreactors, those can reduce water pollution and help build goodwill with the public. Today we're going to take a look at the extent to which the public and farmers actually think of ag as a polluter of water. We've got some fascinating new research coming out from a collaboration we have going. American Public Media, which makes field work, has this really cool unit called the Research Lab. And the folks there surveyed a thousand people across the country. They wanted to capture what everyday Americans actually understand about water and the role that it plays in their lives. And as farmers... It's really important that we understand what the general public is thinking about water because whatever they think, whether it's accurate or not, could really trickle down to impact us in the form of things like regulations, market pressures, and and stuff like that. So it's important that we understand whether or not we agree, just what do the consumers think about the effect that we have on water quality as farmers. That work then led to a collaboration with folks from the Trust and Food Initiative at Farm Journal which a lot of you know as a good go-to source for ag news. The guys and gals at Trust in Food do all sorts of research and outreach to help farmers adopt conservation practices. And those cats wanted to see how farmers' relationship with water would compare to the general public's, and so they surveyed over 900 farmers from 43 different states. Looking at the results of the two surveys is pretty fascinating because it actually shows that farmers have a pretty strong understanding of some of the things about water infrastructure and the like, but we as a group also definitely have some blind spots. We really wanted to dig into this research, so we brought in the experts to talk this out. I did this interview solo. I talked with Andy Egbert at American Public Media's Research Lab. Kinsey Rayburn and Drew Slattery from Farm Journal's Trust in Food Initiative also joined us in on the conversation. The reason we're all here talking today, we're all together, is because there's been a lot of collaboration between APM and Farm Journal, specifically when it comes to some surveys that they've put together looking at, you know, what do Americans believe and know and understand and how do they feel about water in this country and in their lives. And so, Andy, I want to jump to you here and and have you talk a little bit about some of the high-level findings of these surveys. Um, Generally, it sounds like people have strong connections to water, and they generally understand that water is extremely important, yet they also say that they're generally uninterested in really understanding a lot more about it. Can you tell us some of that? Yeah. So, I mean, this this survey covered a lot of ground, as you said there. Um, just to back up for a second, it is the first nationally representative survey. So what do all Americans, 18 and older, what do they think? Not people who only work in a certain industry, um, just the general public. Uh, what do they think and know about water? And, and we explored a few dimensions. So really, what is their knowledge on kind of key concepts around water and the ecology of it. Um, what do they feel? And that that relates to both 
um, kind of positive connections, emotional connections, so bodies of water, but also more negative feelings, concern or worry that they have about the nation's infrastructure or maybe more real immediate concerns about paying their water bill or what's coming out of their tap. Um, And finally, so what are they doing in regard to water? And so we probed on all of those dimensions and we saw how do they relate to one another and how, how do Americans think or act or feel differently depending upon where they live, who they are, what their background is. Um, And we've got some excellent data out of that. And I know Farm Journal has similar data that they um, ask these same questions of farmers to see how they might have a little different take. Looking at some of the bullet points from the survey here, most American adults, it looks like, are really unable to correctly answer questions about the number of Americans who struggle to afford water, the number of potential polluting chemicals that are regulated by the EPA, and the main source of water pollution, even when they're given, you know, a choice from from just three answers. So it sounds like there's a pretty broad, really, misunderstanding of water quality. Yeah, that was one of the things that really jumped out at us uh, in terms of the kind of pop quiz that was embedded in here. Americans didn't do so great in terms of knowing fairly basic things or even, you know, guessing when there's a short list. Um, Certain things about how many people are burdened by the cost of water, um, how many people have water shutoffs, what do wetlands do? Um, We put all these kind of knowledge questions together, and on average, people were getting less than half of them right. So we didn't see a super high level of knowledge Um, across a lot of different groups. The thing I want to point to, though, is that where we saw the most um, high answers were were these sort of feeling questions, care and concern. People across all backgrounds say that they have really uh, a strong connection to water. And when I say that, uh, what does that mean? Uh, It means 85% of Americans say water plays a very or extremely meaningful role in their life. Um, that's going to that's gonna actually bring me to our other guests here. We've got Kinsey and Drew on the line. Um, Kinsey and Drew, you actually were working, as you mentioned, with Farm Journal on a survey very similar to this, but it sounds like it was focused a lot more around um, what farmers think. Kinsey, can you explain a little bit more directly of what your survey uh, is comprised of? Absolutely. So, and that's that, that is where the collaboration came from. APM was doing this wonderful survey, you know, on American public perceptions of water, and being that water is so intrinsically tied to the success of a farming operation, it, it seems like a logical approach to also talk to farmers about the same thing and get their take. And kind of our results coming from the the research that we did is that farmers do understand hydrologic cycles. They understand where rainwater goes. They understand how wetlands work. Um, they've got a you know very good idea of, you know, the source of the water, whether it's an aquifer and so forth. Um, A lot of them operate off of well water, and that well water is the same water that their house runs off of as well. So there's this added importance to keeping it clean and, and, you know, viable and and have this quality water available to them, not only for the production that they need it for their agricultural growth of whether it's livestock or whether it's crops, but also for their home life. And so whenever we're talking more to farmers, understanding that they know where the water goes, they know where the water comes from, and they know that they impact that. But then on the other side of it, asking questions like Andy was saying, they weren't quite sure of the the impact of and the challenges facing the American public when it comes to water shutoffs. Um, So kind of one of the outcomes of this is to have that conversation that downstream water quality can be impacted by improvement measures that are put on farms and, you know, 
decreasing the runoff that's going to go into waterways and how that can be kind of a, a ripple effect of, you know, decreased cost in water treatment down the line as water treatment kind of increases the price of water, municipally supplied water, and how farmers can work within that by doing water improvement quality or water quality improvement practices on their farm, you know, buffer areas, um, cover crops, reduced or uh, conservation tillage, things that keep nutrients where they wanted them to be. Because when it comes down to it, the nutrients on our farm are a farmer's investments. And any loss in those nutrients is a loss to a farmer. And farmers don't exactly operate with the very large range of uh, revenue streams that are coming in and available investment dollars. So protecting every dollar they spend is you know, imperative to the success of farm operation. And so sharing that kind of information and where farmers come from based on what they do, their livelihoods depend on it, but also they have the same water needs as the general public does as well. So there's, there's combined importance that goes there. We really wanted to capture that in the survey and then share that as you know, ways to move forward and kind of put the, the actionable items behind, here's what farmers do, here's what farmers know, but here's also what farmers can do more of and you know, work as the stewards that they are for water quality conservation. Kinsey, I'm really glad you brought that up as far as the farmers having the same needs of of the water and and caring about it too, because I think that does go overlooked a lot of the time, you know, maybe not where I'm from, um, but in general, it seems like one of the things that I wish people understood a little bit more or maybe just thought about more was the fact that, you know, if I don't take care of my soil and my water where I live and where I farm, I mean, that affects me more and more quickly than anybody else gets affected by that. If I don't take care of the natural resources in, in my community, you know, it affects my family, my kids, my neighbors, you know, the people that, that I love and the people that I'm with out there. And so farmers have a, a real reason to really care about these things as much or more than anybody else. Um, I've got notes here in front of me that say that 35% of Americans wrongly believe that the EPA regulates, and I'm going to use air quotes here, just about all possible chemical contaminants of water. Um, Another 25% believe that the EPA regulates about 3,000 different chemicals, and only 23% of Americans know or correctly guess the actual answer was actually only about 100 different chemicals. Yeah, so um, that's such an interesting question. Americans really think that the EPA is is this great uh, kind of goaltender and keeping all of this things that could potentially harm us out of our water. And in fact, it's um, it's far, far less. And so that's one of those knowledge questions where we don't see uh, the public really understanding what the lay of the land is. It's interesting if you pair that question with another one where we say, you know, do you think the government is doing too much to protect water? Should be doing more? Um, or is it doing about the right amount? And uh, most people felt the largest group felt that the government was not doing enough. Um, so just about half of Americans say that. Only 9% of Americans said the government's doing too much. And I think that's interesting when you uh, listen to those two questions next to each other because we already think, most of us mistakenly think, the government is regulating all these chemicals and should do more. And that's actually a misunderstanding, right? right. So based on what we know, we feel there should be a lot more And in fact, some of what we think is happening is not even happening presently. Right, right. And I think that's that's a delicate balance there as far as, you know, making sure that what does get regulated or what may be regulated in the future is is common sense regulations that can make sense for everybody because we do have to protect the waters. You know, whether we want regulation or not, 
um, the water has to be protected. I mean, it, it's water. It is. Yeah. And like you say, it's water. I think that really people appreciate that. We do a lot of surveys in the APM Research Lab, and we always cut the data by these, um, you know, different demographics, political leanings, age, race. And a lot of times things shake out along those lines pretty similarly, where you see, you know, deep political divides, really differences between old and young Americans. This is a really fun survey because water cuts across boundaries, I think, in a way that nothing else does. There's this universal um, love and respect and that kind of motivating uh, necessity. Like, we all have to pitch in and do this. Where we see the um, unevenness is just uh, kind of in some of our understanding and then, you know, some differences in terms of what sort of actions people are taking around it. This is a great conversation, but before we go any further, it's time to take a break, and we'll be right back. And we're back on the Fieldwork Podcast. I'm Zach Johnson, and we're continuing our conversation with Andy Egbert from American Public Media's Research Lab, Kinsey Rayburn, and Drew Slattery from Farm Journal's Trust in Food Initiative. So according to EPA data... Surface water runoff from streets, lawns, and farms is the the far bigger source of water pollution, much more than, uh, you know, garbage dumped from cities or factories. Um, and this is EPA data. And yet only 23% of Americans accurately chose surface water runoff from the list of those three. Yeah, so that... Um the, the water runoff, most folks did not know that that's where most of the pollution is coming from. And this is where our lack of knowledge might be really impairing our ability to act in ways that are smart. So we have this passion that we've kind of unearthed here, we've identified. Um, but if we could help bring people along, get a little bit more knowledge about what sort of actions are going to make the difference where we uh, really need to kind of bend the curve, so to speak, um, then the, the actions and the passions are going to have a little more impact in actually changing and creating the future that we're wanting. Yeah. And, and when we look at these findings, I think it's important to note that, you know, you guys are not trying to point blame at anybody here. Really what the, the purpose of the survey is, is to find out what do Americans think is happening with our water. Uh, and when you look at that data, it really suggests that people generally, they blame manufacturing more than they actually blame agriculture pollution as far as runoff and, and that. And, and, you know, I'm directly involved in agriculture myself. I'm a farmer. Mm -hmm. um, and so it, it's, it's always a balance when we talk about it, right? Because it's something that's uh, close to us that, that affects us. And, you know, nobody wants to see more regulation in their industry and everybody wants to do what's right. And everybody wants to do what is best, but uh, there, there's a balance there because, as farmers, like it or not, we have this massive responsibility to take care of the natural resources. And I think I think what often gets missed is that farmers know that. I mean, we understand that. And we're doing the best job that we possibly can. And we're always doing better like any other industry. But, um, you know, nobody likes to have the finger pointed at them. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Um, and, and it does show here, I'm going to jump to Drew now, but the, the survey does show that farmers undervalue the role of agriculture and water pollution levels. Can you kind of unpack that a little bit for me and, and talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. So when we started digging into 
what is the largest source of pollution? And most people said manufacturing. It was the same for farmers. Most farmers said, the majority of farmers said that the manufacturing industry is responsible for um, the majority of water pollution. We started digging into that and trying to unpack it and trying to understand it. And there's a, a couple really interesting things that I wanted to point out. The first thing that you have to think about when you think about why farmers might say that manufacturing is a bigger water quality culprit um, than agriculture is think about the age demographic and dispersal of farmers, right? We know that the average age of farmers is mid to late 50s, and it usually always is that range. But think about those people today. Who, who is that person today? That's someone who came up in farming and had their formative years in farming um, during the late 70s and the 80s when the Clean Water Act was passed and when manufacturing and you know massive industrial pollution was what was on TV all the time. It's what was in the media all the time. Agriculture wasn't, it wasn't under, agriculture's role, excuse me, wasn't understood as much um, as manufacturing and as industrial pollution was. So they maybe have this mindset from you know years past that just hasn't been updated or it hasn't adapted as new information has come to light about agriculture's role in water quality. Another thing to think about here is the issue of legacy nutrients. And it's a really tricky thing to talk about and it's really complicated, but a lot of the pollution that we're seeing today is the result of farming practices years ago. The hydrologic cycle takes days, months, years, depending on where you are, for water to move from the sky, through the ground, to the water table, into a stream, and then you know on to the next. What do you guys think are the opportunities that some of the findings of, of these surveys present for educating not just the public, but also the farmers around water? Um, whoever wants to take that, I'm interested in hearing it. Well, from my perspective, one of the really, really easy things here, or not easy, but one of the, the clearest answers that we have or clearest actionable items that we have is helping not only farmers, but the general public understand how many people in America face water shutoffs or have trouble um, have trouble paying their water bill due to you know the price of system delivered water and then helping farmers to understand their role in the environment while they can't necessarily directly impact the cost of water in every case they certainly can help in a lot of cases so empowering farmers much as we are with carbon sequestration and carbon drawdown and you know farming carbon all of this doing the same thing with water explaining to farmers that because of their land's place in the local environment and ecosystem upstream from an urban area, the way that they manage their fields can have at least some, if not a very large direct impact on that city's water quality and that city's water availability. So empowering farmers to serve as these kind of guardians, if you will, of the city's water, to help empower farmers to make changes to their operation that improve water quality and water quantity in the local environment, that then you know trickles down, flows down into the city. Uh, Kinsey, I'm I'm curious to hear your thoughts on what can farmers do to help with that, or maybe maybe you have a story that um, where you've specifically seen a farmer make a difference. Absolutely. Well, and a lot of the the success is going to come with you know giving credit where credit is due. So if you have a farmer who has a vegetated waterway or a riparian buffer. If somebody's driving down the highway and they see a waterway and then a farm, but they see a 50-foot buffer between that, that that is an indication of conservation agriculture, conservation practices that are improving water quality and mitigating nutrient runoff into a waterway going down the road. 
that, you know, increasing the visibility of what water quality improvement by farmers looks like so that people can start to notice that and prioritize that whenever they think about purchases or, or what agriculture means to them. And also whenever it comes to farmers, the edge of field monitoring data that they have. So if a farmer is putting you know, practices in place and the data that they collect saying how this practice improves something, whether it's conservation or reduced tillage or they have cover crops. And so whenever a really wet spring comes along, their fields are retaining their nutrients, their investments, and they're reducing any runoff from the sediment that's associated with a, a high rain event or a weather event. So whenever farmers are doing something, that they have the data to say, this is what my farm is doing for improved water quality. Um, Andy, your final thoughts on, on all this? 85% of Americans say water plays a very or extremely meaningful role in their life. Uh, more than 8 in 10 Americans, they're concerned about the future of our drinking water. Um, and uh, many Americans, in fact, 7 in 10, say that they're doing something every day to conserve or protect water. You know, it's to use a baseball metaphor, there are some good bunts and good singles. We'd love to see Americans do more um, uh, so that we can have the future that we all want. Excellent. Thank you, everybody, for joining me here today. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. Thank you. And now it's time to check our voicemail box. Hey, Zach. Hey, Mitch. Uh, my name's Ben. I live in St. Paul, Minnesota. Um, I'm an electrician by trade, but don't laugh at me. I got well over a thousand hours in the farming simulator on the computer, so... I just wanted to say I love listening to the podcast. Zach, been a longtime fan. Um, Mitchell, I've been checking out some of your continuum ag work. I really, I just love farming. I'm fascinated by it. Uh, you know, I've contemplated getting into the game a little bit, but I don't, uh, I don't see that happening anytime soon. Um, anyways, let me know if you guys any ever need any help. Quick farmhand or something. I'm always down to drink a nice cold grain belt beer. Uh, thanks a lot, guys. Like I said, doing a great job. I love listening to you guys talk. Uh, thanks. Bye. Ben in St. Paul, an electrician. That is awesome. I've got several friends who are actually electricians. Got a lot of respect for what you guys do. And you know what? A thousand, a thousand hours into Farm Simulator, um, I, I don't even know how to respond to that. I, I'm not a gamer, so I, I can't really relate to that too well. And we don't even need help around the farm, but you know what? If you want to come drink a cold grain belt beer with me, I'd be game for that anytime. Let's let's sit down and talk some farming. We can even talk farm simulator and support a, a good Minnesota beer company while we're at it. So Ben, thanks for calling in. Thanks for listening to the Fieldwork Show. I appreciate it. Also, thanks for being a fan of the Millennial Farmer. That's awesome as well. All right, if anybody else would like to call in, remember you can call in, leave us a voicemail at any time. Our number is 651-228-4810. That's it for Fieldwork today. Thanks to all the people who helped make Fieldwork possible. Annie Baxter, Amy Scotchless-Cole, Claire Jones, Noah Boston, Kristen Schmidt, Eric Romani, and Lauren Humpert. Our theme song is written and performed by Johnny Vince Evans with help from Corey Schreppel. Our website is fieldworktalk.org, and we are at Fieldwork Talk on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. If you like the show, it would be awesome if you wrote a review, and we'd love to get a voicemail from you that we could play in our show. Leave us a comment or a question at 651-228-4810. That is 651-228-4810. Thanks for listening, everybody. And remember, until next time, 
don't soil yourself. <laughs>